call this meeting to order. Kyle, please take it away. Good evening. This is a meeting of the San Francisco Commission on the Environment. The date is Tuesday, May 24th. The time is 5.05 p.m. The ringing and use of cell phones, pagers, and similar devices are prohibited. Please be advised that the chair may order the removal from the meeting room of anyone using a phone or a similar device. For remote participants, please note that the ringing of cell phones, pagers, and similar devices can still happen virtually and is still prohibited. Please turn your devices off. Due to the COVID-19 health emergency and to protect commissioners, department staff, and members of the public, commissioners and department staff may participate in the meeting remotely. This exception is taken pursuant to the statewide stay-at-home order and all proceeding and proceeding local, state, and federal orders, declarations, and directives. Commissioners may attend the meeting through video conference or by telephone if the video fails and participate in the meeting to the same extent as if they were physically present. Public comment will be available on each item in the agenda. For comments on matters that are not in the agenda, there will be an opportunity for general public comment. Participants who wish to comment in person will be asked to come forward one by one and speak clearly into the mic. Each speaker will be allowed three minutes to speak. Members of the public who are participating remotely may comment by calling into the meeting. Opportunities to speak during the public comment period are available via phone by calling 415-655-0001 and entering access code 2494-709-1641. When connected, dial star 3 to be added to the queue. SFGovTV is also streaming the number at the top of the screen. Best practices are to call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and silence any other devices. Alternatively, members of the public may submit public comment by email to environment at sfgov.org. Comments submitted via email will be forwarded to the commissioners and will be included as part of the official file. I will now call the roll. President on Here. Vice President Stevenson is excused. Commissioner Bermejo is excused. Commissioner Hunter is excused. Commissioner Sullivan? Here. Commissioner Wald? Here. Commissioner Wan? Here. President Ahn, we have a quorum. Thank you, Kyle. Next item, please. The next item on today's agenda is the President's welcome. This item is for discussion. Good evening, everyone. The Commission on the Environment acknowledges that we occupy the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramai Tushaloni peoples, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. We recognize that the Ramai Tushaloni understand the interconnectedness of all things and have maintained harmony with nature for millennia. We honor the Ramai Tushaloni peoples for their enduring commitment to Warif, Mother Earth, as the indigenous protectors of this land and in accordance with their traditions. The Ramai Tushaloni have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. We recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. As uninvited guests, we affirm their sovereign rights as First Peoples and wish to pay our respects to the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramai Tush community. As environmentalists, we recognize that we must embrace indigenous knowledge and how we care for San Francisco and all its people. Thank you for your attention during this important acknowledgement. And now, <clears throat> very briefly for the President's welcome, I want to welcome everybody today to seeing uh, today's very brief Commission on the Environment meeting. As you might know, we had another meeting two weeks ago um, about uh, general matters before the Commission and our public integrity review. Today, our uh, key substantive item will be really on a presentation on the Commission's role in selecting a new department director done by Kate Howard, the Managing Deputy Director at the Department of Human Resources. And uh, if you've observed this process at other departments, other commissions, this is a very long process. Um, it will take at least six months, if not longer. And, and during that time, I'm really grateful for Acting Director Tyron Jew's um, leadership in bringing us through a critical phase for the department as we continue to figure out our expanding budget in the next two months, as well as our climate action plan as well, which, of course, Director Ju will talk about in his director's report. But until then, uh, stay tuned, and we hope to have a very robust discussion today 
on the future selection process for our new permanent director as well. So with that, um, is there any discussion, commissioners, on this item? Uh, seeing none, Kyle, let's open it up for public comment on the item then. We will begin with public comment here in the room. Once in-person comment has concluded, we will proceed to remote public comment. Are there any members of the public who are present in the room today who wish to speak? If so, please come forward one by one and speak clearly into the mic. And seeing none, we will proceed to remote public comment. Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. For those already on hold in the queue, please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. And we do have one caller in the queue. Hello caller, you are unmuted. Your three minutes begins now. David Pilpel, I'm just testing to be sure that I can be heard. I don't know how else to test it. We can I hear see you. a thumbs up from uh, Charles. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Any further callers in the queue? Seeing no further callers in the queue, public comment on this item has closed. Thank you, Kyle. Next item, please. The next item in the agenda is item three, approval minutes of the May 10th, 2022 Commission on the Environment Special Meeting. The explanatory document is the May 10th, 2022 meeting draft minutes. This item is for discussion and action. I will move approval of the minutes. Uh, we have a motion already from- I'll second. A second from Commissioner Wald, uh, initial motion by Commissioner Sullivan. Um, any other discussion on this? If not, let's open it up for public comment. We will begin with public comment here in the room. Once in-person comment has concluded, we will proceed to remote public comment. Are there any members of the public who are present in the room today who wish to speak? If so, please come forward one by one and speak clearly into the mic. Seeing none, we will proceed to remote public comment. Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. For those already on hold in the queue, please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. And we do have one caller in the queue. Hello caller, you're unmuted. Your three minutes <laughs> begins now. Hey, David Pilpel again. Uh, I have no objection to the draft minutes as to the substance. I reviewed them uh, briefly. Um, and once again, I suggest that it be cut at the middle of page five. I think the additional boilerplate verbiage is appropriate for the agenda, but not for the minutes. And other uh, boards and commissions um, have uh, recently indicated those uh, board and commission members that are participating remotely as opposed to those participating physically in person. It, I think it's up to the body if you want to uh, stratify that in the uh, minutes um, for the record. Um, I believe Commissioner on, I think President on and uh, Commissioner Wald uh, participated remotely uh, two weeks ago, but I'm sorry, I'm basing on who and, and when. Um, anyway, that's uh, up to the body, but as to the substance, uh, I have no objection. Thanks for listening. Thank you for your comment. And seeing no additional callers in the queue, public comment on this item has closed. Please call the roll then, Kyle. President on? Aye. Vice President Stevenson is excused. Commissioner Bermejo is excused. Commissioner Hunter is excused. Commissioner Sullivan? Aye. Commissioner Wald? Aye. Commissioner Wan? Aye. The motion passes on next agenda item, please. The next agenda item is item four, general public comment. <coughs> Members of the public may address the commission on matters that are within the commission's jurisdiction and are not on today's agenda. 
We will begin with public comment here in the room. Once in-person comment has concluded, we will proceed to remote public comment. Are there any members of the public who are present in the room today who wish to speak? If so, please come forward one by one and speak clearly into the mic. And seeing none, we will proceed to remote public comment. Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. For those already on hold in the queue, please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. And seeing no callers in the queue, public comment on this item has closed. All right, thanks, Kyle. Um, seeing no further callers in, maybe we should just move on to the next item. The next item is agenda item five, presentation on commission role in selecting new department director. The speaker is Kate Howard, managing deputy director at the Department of Human Resources. This item is for discussion. Okay, do we have you on the line? Good afternoon, President Ahn, members of the commission. Uh, I'm Kate Howard. I'm the managing deputy director uh, in the city's human resources department. I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you today to review the commission's role in selecting a new director for the Department of the Environment. Um, and I have a brief presentation for you. Um, Kyle, can we have the slides, please? Thank you. Uh, can we do the next slide? So I'm happy to answer questions as we go um, and also happy to answer them at the end. So um, as is noted here, the charter authorizes uh, the mayor to select a new department head um, from among three or more candidates that are nominated by the Commission on the Environment. So your role is really an essential role in this process in that your responsibility as a commission is to conduct a recruitment process which will identify candidates for the director position, interview and evaluate those candidates, and then recommend the best candidates to the mayor for her consideration. Next slide, please. I have a, a um, high level slide here that um, provides an overview of the steps to an executive recruitment DHR's role in the process um, is to support the commission in that recruitment. So the first step, um, we have a pool of five executive recruitment firms, and we're pleased to um, uh, conduct a request for proposals from those pre-qualified firms. Once we request those on your behalf, um, a commission would review those proposals or review a summary of those proposals and make a selection. Uh, the third step is to begin the recruitment process. That process really begins um, once you've selected the firm and they'll basically work with you to um, articulate the job description and define the candidate that you're looking for, the ideal candidate. They'll also um, work with you to gather input from a variety of sources as you would like. The fourth step is to, um, uh, once you've approved that uh, candidate profile, to begin the recruitment and outreach. And so they'll, they'll begin to um, go really uh, identify candidates for the job, um, proactively recruit them into the, into the pool, and then start to um, assess them, evaluate them, so that they can bring back to the commission uh, in step five uh, a presentation of all of the individuals who applied. Uh, once you, you, the commission typically reviews that uh, all of the candidates in step five and um, then makes a determination about which candidates you wish to interview. Selected candidates would be invited to participate in one or more interviews with the commission. And at that point, you would um, collectively make a decision about which candidates you wished to advance to the mayor 
prior to prior to advancing those candidates, the firm would conduct vetting of the candidates on your behalf, and then those candidates would be presented, um, essentially transmitted from the commission to the mayor for her consideration. So that's a summary of the process. And so let's go to the next slide, Kyle. This process typically, um, as President Ali mentioned, um, uh, the shortest that I've seen it take is four months, and I've seen it take up to a year. So it can it really varies depending on um, uh, a number of different factors. Um, but 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 a six month timeline is really a, a good standard um, to plan for. So as I mentioned, we have a list of pre-qualified executive recruitment firms um, that's available to support departments and commissions with executive recruitment. Uh, if um, our role in terms of next steps would be to work with you to, we would go, go ahead and request proposals um, for a recruitment firm that wanted to support the commission um, in your recruitment for a new department head. Um, we could um, evaluate those proposals based on things like cost, timeline, um, their experience recruiting, a diverse candidate pool and um, their experience recruiting for similar positions. And then we would bring back to you a recommendation of, a, of one or more uh, firms for your consideration. Uh, at that point, you would let me know which uh, one or ones you wanted to move forward with, select, we, and then we would, um, we would, we would, uh, we hold all the contracts. And so we would issue a purchase order off that contract and this, the search could begin. Those are all my slides. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions that you may have. You can take the slides down, Kyle. Question. Yes, Commissioner Sullivan. Kate, thank you for your presentation. Um, one question I had is, is, is any part of this process um, private? Or is it all done at uh, kind of notice meetings uh, which the public attend? Thank you for the question, Commissioner. So um, the, um, let's see. So the process related to selecting an executive recruitment firm and discussing the qualities that the commission is seeking in a prospective um, department head, those would be um, on your agenda and those would happen uh, within the um, public meeting. Um, at the point when candidates are being presented to the commission, those um, conversations and that, that information about those candidates is provided typically in a closed session um, to protect the confidentiality of all of the participants in the process. Um, the same thing would hold true for um, the interview process. Um, and as you know, the um, decision to go into a closed session is agendized on a on a commission meeting and there's deliberation and public comment on those matters. Got it. That makes sense. And there are there are really two decisions that I see here. One is the for the commission, one is the selection of the uh, firm to assist and the second is the selection of the candidates to present to the mayor. I assume both of those would be done in in public. Um so typically, the, um, the, when the commission um, asks DHR to um, move forward with a particular recruiter on your behalf, that would happen in public. Um, typically, the um, commission, um, when they are advancing um, names to the mayor, that would be done in a closed session. However, the commission, upon the selection of the mayor, the commission is required to disclose um, uh, their vote on the selected candidate. Thank you. Other questions? Yes, Commissioner Wald. Thank you. Um, at least, well, I should back up and say, I believe I have participated in two uh, processes for choosing the executive director in the past, but it might have been three. Um, and in those instances, the commission operated through a subcommittee. 
Uh, is, is that still possible? Uh, times have changed, but we operated through a subcommittee and the subcommittee met, in one case, I was on the subcommittee, and we met at like 8 o'clock in the morning in the basement of some city building uh, where we reviewed the files and interviewed uh, the candidates in order to protect their identity. Um, is, is that kind of um, process still permitted, and is it one, if it is permitted, that other commissions have uh, relied on with good results? Because it might be kind of hard for all of us to get together. Uh, it's very labor-intensive, time-intensive, not labor, time-intensive to go through all of the um, candidate submissions and to sort of prioritize them. Thank you for the question, Commissioner. Um, yes, it is still permissible for, for commissions to um, uh, identify members of a subcommittee to uh, conduct parts of the process um, on behalf of the full commission. Um, the MTA commission used this process. Uh, this is the most recent one that I recall. They had a subcommittee. Um, the Department of Public Health had a sub, maybe had a subcommittee. Um, and other commissions um, have, have chosen to retain the matter in front of the full commission for the whole the whole process. It really is a, uh, I think, at the commission's discretion. Can I ask a follow-up yes, question? Please. Thank you. Can you suggest any sort of guidelines or criteria that we should use in trying to decide whether to go in one direction or another? I think the... Um, So the, the point that you raise regarding the amount of time that the process can take and the ability of commission members to dedicate that time to the process, I think, is an important factor to consider. Um, in particular, um, um, so I guess there's two, uh, there's another, there's one more thing I guess I would say. Um, when commissions meet uh, weekly, it's easier to schedule uh, the various topics and uh, discussion items in front of the commission. When the commission meets less frequently, um, it can be more challenging to keep the process moving uh, along. And so I think that's a, um, that's a factor potentially to consider. But I think on the, uh, you know, uh, it's also, um, it, is a, it is an important decision and um, your recruiter will bring you um, We'll, we'll make an effort to help you narrow down um, the candidates that apply based on your criteria. Thank you. That was helpful. Other questions? Um, I have one, one follow-up, which is, um, can, can closed session be done remotely? Um, that may be a technology or I think that might be a technology question, but I will, I can advise you that um, uh, most recently uh, the PUC conducted their recruitment and that commission was, that uh, process was able to occur, closed session uh, meetings were able to occur remotely. But I think it may be a, um, there may be technical issues that you would want to work through with, with Kyle and the Department of Technology and SFGTV. Thank you. Yes. And so I assume that that means that the interviews can also be conducted remotely, which would be make it easier uh, than it has been uh, in the past. In terms That's of correct. Visually. That's but correct. For example, the DBI Commission conducted all of their uh, interviews for uh, remotely. That's where I was going with my yes. leading question. Thanks. And uh, maybe this is the final question, um, but you know the next point, decision point in this process. It sounds like 
uh, we'll have a list of recruiting firms to choose from at our next commission meeting. Do you think that's about right, uh, Director Howard? Thank you for the question. Um, to, um, when is your next commission meeting? I believe July 26. Is it July 26? I feel confident that we could bring forth a list of, of firms that are ready and prepared to work with the commission by the July meeting, yes. Uh, and uh, just to clarify, Director Howard, do you want the entire commission to vote on the recruitment firm, or um, is it given to the president of the commission, or how, or a subcommittee? How would you prefer it? Um, it, it really is the, at your discretion. So I, I can. Um, I've, uh, per I've done this in different ways with different commissions. Some have uh, asked me to work directly with the commission president to um, review the applications and then the commission president would um, either um, direct me to move forward or would work with the commission um, to, to move forward. Um, it's also happened within a subcommittee and it's also happened with the full commission. So it really is at your, um, it's really what the commission prefers. It's not what I prefer. Well, with Commissioner Hunter and um, Bermejo not here, I would say maybe we should kick this discussion to the next meeting to decide on that. But um, I'm open, personally, I'm open it to being a collaborative process amongst fellow commissioners. Yeah. Well, I think by July, we'll only be presented the, the list of firm, right? Mm -hmm. And then we can decide yes. who will be in the subcommittee or the whole committee to vote on it. So. And if I could just suggest one potential resource uh, for information on not just how it's been done in the past, but some of the issues that came up and the reasons why things were done a certain way is the former deputy director of the department, David Asman, who I believe oversaw all of the or almost all of the collection processes for the previous uh, directors. He lives here in San Francisco, and I have his email address if the department doesn't. Um, and he could be a resource for you and for you in terms of how to think about this, how to, how to frame the process. The, the pros and cons so that, you know, you could potentially have a series of recommendations for us at the next uh, meeting to, that we could vote on in terms of how the process would go forward. And do you happen to know if, Director, uh, or do you happen to know if um, this person would be applying for the RFP as well? Oh, no. Okay. Would no. be informally. He loves uh, retirement. <laughs> so, if that's the case, it sounds like yeah. useful no, advice. No, to no, no, no conflict there. That's good. Um, any other words of wisdom for us, Director Howard? I think if there are no other. Will any department staff be involved in this process at all? Just curious. That's another good question. Uh, did you hear that, Director Howard? A commission. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Commissioner Wan. Um, so, uh, no, the only commissions, the only um, department staff that would be involved in the process would be um, uh, Kyle as your commission secretary, um, because he'll need to work with me to agendize certain items and with the city attorney's office. Um, that would be really the only person involved. In terms of other um, uh, sort of recommendations or um, next steps, um, President Ahn and members of the commission, um, what I'm hearing uh, request is that we go forward to re uh, request um, from our group of pre-qualified firms, which among them is interested in working with the commission on the director recruitment. So we will proceed with that. Um, and then in addition, um, it sounds like there is some interest in um, for, uh, further fleshing out the options in terms of a 
um, subcommittee or not. And I'm happy to um, work with, with the commission president and the city attorney's office to help, uh, help you on that. That sounds good. Today's a discussion only item today. Um, and yeah, I think the process will just move on as it Good. normally is. We should we should uh, hope to make a decision on the firm at the J at the July meeting. Is that our is that yeah. our goal? To keep this keep this moving forward. Mm -hmm. And also decide whether we have a subcommittee or not. Yes, those two items. Mm -hmm. So again, to repeat, uh, whether to have a subcommittee and then to make a decision on the recruitment firm for the July twenty sixth meeting. Any other items or points of discussion? If not, if not have a subcommittee, and I, I don't have a position on this, I think it would be, it would be helpful to know, no, unless, unless we are going to be working with the firm on determining what the actual process is, um, it would be helpful to me at least to have a sense of, of what the process what the options are, you know, making this up, but meet at 8 o'clock in the morning or meet after regular meetings, meet, you know, after all regular meetings. I, you know, I just don't know. And I, I can't quite figure out when we're going to meet, how we're going. I'm I'm hoping the July 26th yeah. meeting again yeah. will focus right. that discussion. Yeah. Then. That okay. That's fine. Yeah. I'm just recollect my memories that I I was on the committee last time. I think for the last round we actually do have full commission to sit on there. Commission what is that right? Or the final or final two. All the finalists. Right. But for full commission, right? Yes. Yeah. For the full commission. But I don't think they did before. True. I think they were winnowed out by a process that involved less than right. the yeah. complete right. commission. Correct. But that was not the process that I was involved in, so I don't actually know how. So I have a follow-up question uh, for <coughs> Director Howard. If if we are sort of following on that question, if we're required to present a minimum of three to the mayor, how many would you expect to to come to the commission through the um, uh, through the, the recruiting firm? I know it varies from from time to time, but would we be looking at at six, at ten? Typically. Thank you for the question. So um, typically, the commission would review um, probably between five and eight um, to narrow it down to three. Thank you. you. It does depend, as you said, on the overall candidate pool, mm -hmm. um, and and you may end up with you know really one or two out of that pool that really are the commission's um, preferences. There's no other commissioner discussion. Maybe then we can move on to public comment at this point. Uh, Kyle, let's go ahead and open it up then. And uh, before we start public comment, um, just given the air conditioning, if the commissioners could um, just speak a little closer to the microphone just so that we can pick up all the audio from today's meeting. Okay, we will begin with public comment here in the room. Once in-person comment has concluded, we will proceed to remote public comment. Are there any members of the public who are present in the room today who wish to speak? If so, please come forward one by one and speak clearly into the mic. Seeing none, we will proceed to remote public comment. Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. For those already on hold in the queue, please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. 
we do have a caller in the queue. Hello, caller. You are unmuted. Your three minutes begins now. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Yep. Great. Uh, David Pilpel. So, um, several points here. Uh, I do not support uh, retaining an outside recruitment firm. I think it's a waste of funds. I believe there are plenty of candidates uh, in the Bay Area, uh, perhaps in the department, certainly within the, the city, other public agencies, private uh, firms, nonprofits, um, plenty of candidates in the Bay Area. Uh, you heard from um, Commissioner Wald that uh, David Osman may be uh, available. I suspect that he could probably lead uh, the search uh, process, perhaps even as a prop staff employee of the uh, city. Um, so if this is some kind of $50,000 uh, task order for a pre-selected uh, recruitment firm, I think that's an absolute uh, waste of funds, particularly if it involves impound account. Uh, funds paid for by the rate payers. So no thank you on that. I would be very clear on what uh, actions are required or allowed in open session versus uh, closed session. Um, I would keep the public informed, although I am not at all interested in the names of candidates uh, that apply. I am very interested in the number of candidates that apply. So I would like to know at some point uh, in the future uh, as the process is moving along. For example, that 49 uh, applications were received, that it was winnowed down to seven or eight, um, that the commission did a first round of interviews with seven, with, you know, either all seven or eight of those candidates or five of them, and then brought back uh, X number of candidates for a second round and then recommended three or more uh, candidates to the mayor. Just those numbers and those process steps I think are important for the public to know. I would start with a clear timeline and specific steps and responsibilities both internal and external to the department and to the city. Next I would determine the desired qualities in a new director. I would do that soon and finalize a job description. I would not have a selection committee here. This commission has the time to have special meetings. I would not wait two months for the next regular meeting. I would schedule a special meeting in perhaps a, a month. Uh, to move on this more quickly. Remote meetings have legal, logistical, and technical issues involved and are not simple to organize. Uh, and finally, this is listed as a discussion item. Future items related to the director search, I believe, should be listed as discussion and possible action so that you have uh, maximum discretion as to uh, how to proceed. Um, I would very much suggest having a written uh, plan, even if um, Managing Director Howard believes that she's gotten uh, direction from this uh, commission tonight. Um, I think you should follow up uh, at the next meeting to formalize uh, the uh, steps in the process and actually approve a recruitment and selection plan for this position. Thanks for listening. Thank you for your comment. And see no additional callers in the queue. Public comment on this item is closed. All right. Thanks, everybody, for your robust discussion. And next item, please. The next item is item six, director's report. The speaker is Tyrone Ju, acting director. This item is for discussion. Um, thank you, Commissioner. Thank you, Kyle. Uh, so our first meeting, we obviously had a, a very special topic to talk about on, on May 10th. Uh, and today's update is really just to talk about all the amazing work I was saying was still going on in the background, even in the midst of all that, that conversation. So I'm pleased to provide today's report on the activities of March and April, mostly. Uh, the May update will be kind of covered in our July meeting. Um, and there's a lot more detail than what I'm going I'm to go over my talking points and that can be found in the written report. But I did want to flag some of the highlights. And you know, one of the most important highlights is that we know for successful implementation of our climate action plan, it really does require robust community engagement. That's really kind of the anchor for achieving all the goals we want to set out uh, in our plan. And I'm pleased to report that we had a very successful climate action month, uh, thanks to the hard work of our many staff at the department. 
the fourth annual Climate Action Month uh, outreach campaign ran from March 25th to April 30th, and I want to give some of the highlights of what was done. Uh, we created a landing page which cataloged all 130 activities that were taking place that month. And that page uh, received 32,000 visitors. And that's actually 15,000 more visitors than was received the previous year. So there was an increase in the amount of activity we saw on that web page. In addition, uh, we did Google search ads, Facebook ads uh, to really promote all the activities that were taking place. And we had over 34,000 clicks for the San Francisco Environment organized events. We also had five live and virtual events with over 300 registered participants. We had a youth day of service. We had a climate bike ride over in Golden Gate Park and a focus uh, event around EV and electrification. Uh, on the other end, you know, we have an amazing outreach team that does a lot of work with our public schools and they were in hot demand during that period as well. Uh, schools were calling like, hey, can we get someone out to talk to our kids? Uh, so it was an amazing opportunity. We reached over 2,500 kids from K to five, where we got to talk about zero waste uh, and all of our water programs from the SFUC. And we did assemblies for about 1,600 high school kids. So we even reached even the, the tougher crowds uh, in the older age groups through the Our Common Future program. On the policy side, I did want to follow up on one policy item, uh, which the policy committee heard on, which was the antibiotic use in food, in food animal ordinance. So the deadline for reporting uh, for chicken, turkey, and lamb was postponed to May 31st, and wanted to make sure the commission was aware. Um, but talks are going well with the representatives from the California Grocers Association, so we've been having really good conversations with them, and we believe we're going to have plans we're able to present back to the commission uh, forthcoming on beef and pork. So we're making progress thanks to that uh, committee hearing. So thank you, commission, for advancing that conversation. Uh, on the legislative front, uh, we are moving forward with an edible food recovery legislation, uh, which is being sponsored by President Shimon Walton. That's actually scheduled for committee this month and hopefully will be approved on the June 14th Board of Supervisors meeting. Uh, what that essentially does is it codifies what's already required under state law under SB 1383, uh, but predominantly provides the enforcement mechanism for us to enforce that through the department. Um, and so what this is really aiming at is capturing all the, uh, recovering as much food as possible from large generators and making sure that food goes in the hands of people that are most in need. So bringing those foods to places like the San Francisco Food Bank and other locations where it can be redistributed out to people. And through the pilot programs we've done, uh, we've had tremendous success working with the large grocers and supermarkets where, you know, I think over 600,000 pounds of food was diverted back to uh, families in need. So it's a tremendous opportunity. And we're glad that President Walton is uh, helping to lead that. Uh, what it also will do is it will allow the department to be eligible for a Cal Recycle Grant of $1.1 million, uh, which is actually going to go towards the other part of the kind of circular uh, economy model, which is promoting composting activities. So the $1.1 million that Cal Recycle is offering to the city uh, will be used to work with Reckon Park, with our community gardens and our schools uh, to get compost back in in those areas and to promote composting activities. Uh, another area of highlight is uh, I wanted to focus some of the equity work that was accomplished over the last uh, two months. Our Energy Access SF program, uh, which is a local partnership with uh, PG&E. And so they're focusing on providing access to energy programs predominantly for uh, lower income communities and for communities in need. They concluded their 10 months of outreach in the Baby Hunters Point, reaching 125 businesses and 200 residents. In April, uh, the program began outreach to the Mission and Excelsior neighborhoods, reaching over 233 residents and 27 businesses in the first month. So they're prioritizing those areas uh, that have been disproportionately impacted by pollution and making sure those resources and dollars are going to those communities. Uh, in addition, we had our zero waste team uh, work with our environmental justice team within the department on a recycling and compost composting rollout within the Westbrook ap Apartments, which is a 200-unit affordable housing development in District 11. So they work with the residents there on how to properly sort their waste. And actually, they're doing really, really well uh, based on every, every report. So that direct education and, and work with the, the groups in the Westbrook Apartments is yielding uh, tremendous results. And finally, uh, we have our Green Business Program, uh, which over the fiscal year recognized 93 businesses so far. 
And this year, they really made an emphasis working with CBOs to partner and, and achieve higher participant, participant, participation rates in our underserved communities. So um, that was a challenge. So when they looked at the maps and they saw where we were getting participation for our green business programs, uh, there were basically holes uh, within neighborhoods uh, like the Bayview, uh, like the Mission Excelsior. And so the team did an outstanding job working with CBOs to actually conduct that outreach. And so they worked with a, no a number of nonprofits and they've served, uh, they've actually signed up nine uh, new ones, which are neighborhoods of high pollution at Vernon and 21 uh, that are BIPOC owned. So they're starting to make a difference. And it's again, that direct outreach using trusted partners within the community to start kind of turning the page there. As we discussed at our uh, May 10th meeting, uh, we are going to start reporting regularly on our gifts and ethics. Uh, so the three updates we have for this uh, period, uh, we did have all of you filled out your Form 700 as well as myself and all of the designated staff in the department. And so we hit all of our deadlines there. And as a follow-up to our discussion, we're still working on identifying those additional individuals that are going to be required to file a Form 700 from within the department. And so we just had a conversation today to talk about that and who else might uh, be covered under that requirement for the department. In addition, we did our behested payment legislation training uh, that was conducted by the city attorney's office to senior staff. And uh, we had a lot of great questions uh, around contracting and grants. And one of the follow-ups there um, is that we're having staff compile their questions from all the different programs they have um, so that we can consolidate everything and kind of like present everything to the city attorney's office instead of asking individual one-off questions. We can kind of catalog everything, learn from um, what other programs are doing and what they're allowed to and what they're not allowed to do, and kind of create that kind of process within the department. And finally, uh, we did, as a department, receive one gift of two chairs for the Eco Center uh, worth a total of $510. Uh, lastly, I just want to announce uh, the new staff and staff changes. Uh, we had several program staff leave the department, and so I do want to thank all of them for their service. Uh, in particular, we had Asia Mishak, who was our outreach manager, Joseph Swice, who was our press and policy coordinator, Suzanne Lucen, who was our clean transportation program coordinator, and Jesse and Choi, uh, for, who was our municipal toxic reduction coordinator. We've also had several new staff join the department uh, this spring. And we'll kind of check on their availability to bring them back out uh, when they can introduce themselves back to the commission. But I believe we have three staff uh, that are available virtually that wanted to introduce themselves and, and what they do. Uh, we have Augustina uh, Mogetta, we have Annie Wong, and we have Stephanie Lee. So uh, we want to bring up each one of them to talk a little bit more about what, what, they, what they're going to do. Can you hear us, Augustina? Yes, can you hear me there? Yes, we can hear you. Um, okay, we, can you see me? Uh, we cannot see oh. you so far. Okay, um, how about there? Yep, there we go. Okay, hi everyone, nice to meet you all and thank you for having me at this commission meeting this afternoon. My name is Augustina and I apologize, I'm in the car coming back from the field I was working um, for one of our projects, but uh, I'm an environmental outreach aide at the department and I started last year. It's been a year and a few months now and I really enjoy all the work I'm doing. Uh, my background is in environmental science. I went to Cal Poly Slo, and I graduated last year as well. So this is my first job right out of college and I'm enjoying it so much. One of the uh, projects that I'm working on right now in the Department of Environment, uh, in the Environment Now Outreach Team, is the Rethink Disposables pro, uh, program, which we work with various businesses throughout the whole city, uh, trying to sign them up for our Rethink Disposables program, in which we encourage them to reduce waste by switching to reusables and ditching the disposables. So that this 
in District 4 and District 1, but the rest of the team is doing the whole city and all the districts, and we're hoping to finish that in the next month. Another project that I'm working on is the Energy Access SF. We started last year with our focus on the Bayview and all of District 10, and now we've moved on in the beginning of 2022 to work on District 11, and it's been really beneficial to have in-person work back because we're able to switch our outreach strategies to be more than just phone calls and be able to do tabling, um, presentations in person, and, and also have some support in, in vir virtual presentations. So that's been going really well, and we're also hoping to uh, finish this batch of working in District 11 in the Energy Access SF in the next month. So it's been going really well, and, and I'm hopeful for the next few projects that we got going on. Thank you. Thank you, Augustina. Uh, next, we have uh, Anne Wan with us. Can folks hear and see me? Yep, we can see and hear you, Anne. Okay, great. Good evening, commissioners. I apologize for not being able to attend in person. Uh, my name is Annie Wong, and I am the new city government zero waste assistant coordinator under the zero waste team. Um, a little bit about myself. I was born and raised here in, in the city, and I attended uh, the University of California, Santa Cruz, and majored in sociology, which led me to working in nonprofit in the city serving Asian Pacific Islander youth. Um, I first joined the department in 2018 as a 9920 under the school education team. Then I became the environmental justice associate working with affordable housing properties with their zero waste and integrated pest management programs and um, supporting our department's racial equity initiative. And in my new role, I will be working with city departments and employees to develop and implement their zero waste programs, and I'll be managing the virtual warehouse. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Annie. And welcome back, Annie. Good to see you again. We also have Stephanie Lee with us. Stephanie, can you hear us? Uh, yes, I can hear you. One second while I start my video. Okay, can you see me? We can see you, Stephanie, yes. Awesome, thank you everyone. Um, Hi, um, my name is Stephanie, and I recently started in April as the new Climate Program Assistant Coordinator. Um, prior to this, I um, studied environmental engineering and urban planning at UC San Diego. Um, I also grew up in the city, um, like Annie, and really was inspired by all the sustainability and environmental education I had growing up here, um, from things like learning how to compost and environmental um, education, um, outdoor education. Um, so really excited to be here with the city and contributing to the programs that really inspired and motivated me to pursue um, environmental engineering. Um, so prior to this, um, I worked in environmental consulting, um, doing environmental remediation and investigation work, uh, managing construction oversight, um, environment regulatory compliance um, and reporting. Um, and also assisted with sustainability um, metrics reporting for the company I work for. Um, and at my new role here as the Climate Program Assistant Coordinator, I will be um, supporting the greenhouse gas uh, emissions inventory and um, supporting sustainability reporting disclosure, 
um, and also helping with climate action plan uh, metrics and uh, tracking and implementation. Um, and I look forward to working with you all. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. And with that concludes my report. I'm happy to answer any questions. Thank you. Any commissioner questions? Yes, yes, Commissioner Wald. You did not mention the budget director today. Uh, yes, there we. I don't have any any new update uh, outside of uh, what I reported on in May 10th. Uh, that's why I didn't have uh, new information to share. So I think we're waiting with bated breath to see what the mayor's budget looks like in the beginning of June when it's released. If there's nothing else, maybe we can move on to public comment then, Kyle. We will begin with public comment here in the room. Once in-person comment has concluded, we will proceed to remote public comment. Are there any members of the public who are present in the room today who wish to speak? If so, please come forward one by one and speak clearly into the mic. Seeing none, we will proceed to remote public comment. Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. For those already on hold in the queue, please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. And we do have a caller in the queue. Hello caller, you are unmuted. Your three minutes begins now. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Great. Uh, David Pilpel, hopefully last time tonight. Um, so in the director's report, there is some uh, new uh, content, more uh, specifics about contracts and grants. It suggests having more controls and oversight at the commission level on uh, contracts and grants, um, RFPs. There are some specific dates here. There are a few dates missing. Um, I'll take some of that um, offline. Um, on the staff changes, uh, I did not know that Justine Choi had left the department. She was always both fun and draconian, and I will uh, certainly miss that. Um, but I think at least one other staff person who I referred to um, previously uh, has also left the department and has not reported. Um, perhaps it didn't finalize during this period, uh, but there were others who um, uh, were referred to, including uh, Asia and, and Joseph. So um, there may be more of a, a recap in the next uh, written report. It seems to me that department uh, personnel changes are occurring more quickly, and in my view, that will likely continue as staff transitions occur. Um, I hope that um, people are briefing each other and there's some training occurring so that programs can continue along um, as seamlessly as possible, um, as well as giving uh, new and greater emphasis to uh, ethics training and who's involved in decision making. I'm still wondering about the status of uh, Board of Supervisors file 220199, the, ban, the sorry, ban on gas-powered landscaping equipment that was last at the Budget Committee a couple of weeks ago and was continued to the call of the chair. I assume that discussions are ongoing. Perhaps we could hear uh, a sentence or two on that. And finally, um, I know with uh, some sadness that uh, Michael Carlton of the PUC announced last week that he's retiring um, in a month at the end of the fiscal year. Uh, Acting Director uh, Ju and I um, and uh, uh, Charles uh, have all worked uh, with Michael at, at PUC. Um, I believe he's been a big supporter of the Environment Department, its uh, programs, and um, was key to the um, ongoing partnership between Environment and PUC. Um, his uh, knowledge of um, the, the PUC and its far-flung uh, operations and his interest in um, the environment is going to be hard to uh, replace, but I hope that we continue to have uh, a good relationship with the, the PUC uh, going forward. Um, I'm not sure that the Commission needs to take any action to uh, appreciate his work over there, but perhaps if there is a going away event that the um, department 
uh, would be uh, represented and convey positive thoughts about Michael's good work over many years. Thanks for listening. Thank you for your comment. And seeing no further callers in the queue, public comment on this item is closed. All right, next item, please, Madam Clow. The next item is item seven, committee reports. This item is for discussion. I believe uh, Commissioner Sullivan will also talk about policy committee. Sure, so the policy committee last met on April 11th. The committee heard an update on the antibiotic use ordinance, including presentations by Jen Jackson, Tim James of the California Grocers Association, Dr. James Thompson of Iowa State University, Dr. Timothy Kurt of the Foundation for Food and Agricultural Research. The meeting of the committee on May 9th was canceled, and our next meeting will take place on Monday, June 13th at 5 o'clock p.m. Thank you, Commissioner Sullivan. And Commissioner Wan, a report on the Operations Committee? Sure. Uh, the Operations Committee last met on April 20th, and we have three presentations, including Zero Waste Career Pathways Pilot Program, Healthy Homes Program, and Essential Worker Ride Home Program. And our next meeting will be on Wednesday, July 20th at 5. Any other discussion, Commissioners? Seeing none, let's go to public comment then, Kyle. We will begin with public comment here in the room. Once in-person comment has concluded, we will proceed to remote public comment. Are there any members of the public who are present in the room today who wish to speak? If so, please come forward one by one and speak clearly into the mic. And seeing none, we will proceed to remote public comment. Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. For those already on hold in the queue, please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. And seeing no calls in the queue, public comment on this item is closed. Thank you, Kyle. Next item, please. The next item is item eight. New business future agenda items. The speaker is Charles Sheehan, Chief Policy and Public Affairs Officer. This item is for discussion. Thank you, Commissioners Charles Sheehan, Policy and Public Affairs for the Department. Um, really quickly, the next policy meeting is June 13th. The next, op the next operations meeting is July 20th. And the next commission meeting is July 26th. For that upcoming commission meeting, um, we're looking at a potential or a couple of um, um, agenda items. One, the annual green purchasing report approval that you typically see every year. Secondly, potentially a presentation from our director on his vision for the department that might also come at a further uh, at a later uh, uh, meeting. Um, planning would like to give us an update on the safety and resilience element and its update to the San Francisco general plan. Um, we're still working and looking at record retention. Um, we'll bring that at, at some point, I do promise. And of course, um, we do want to periodically check in with you on how our engagement with the implementation of our climate action plan is going. So probably too many agenda items for the next meeting, but um, there's always a lot to talk about on the environment. So I'll take any questions that you may have. Thank you, Charles. All right, any other discussion from commissioners? Seeing none, let's go to public comment again, Kyle. We will begin with public comment here in the room. Once in-person comment has concluded, we will proceed to remote public comment. Are there any members of the public who are present in the room today who wish to speak? If so, please come forward one by one and speak clearly into the mic. And seeing none, we will proceed to remote public comment. Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. For those already on hold in the queue, please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. Seeing no callers in the queue, we can close public comment on this item. Thank you. Uh, next item then, please. The next item is item nine, adjournment. The meeting is adjourned. The time is 6.09 p.m. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.